everyone, Josh Cohen here for the latest edition of the Magic Gaming Podcast. As always, I am joined by the head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And today we welcome Team Point Guard and last year's Rookie of the Year, Reezy. Uh, thanks for hopping on, guys. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, the Magic competed in Group 4 of the tip-off tournament this week, splitting their games against Hawks Talon GC and Kingsguard Gaming. Uh, just to recap how it all played out, uh, in the first game against Atlanta, uh, Orlando finished really strong following a short streaming delay, uh, outscoring the Hawks by seven in the fourth quarter. Uh, Reezy scored eight of his 25 points in that final frame, and May had a big offensive rebound with 12 seconds left, followed by a pair of game-sealing free throws. Uh, the Hawks controlled game two, jumping out to a big early lead and cruising to the win behind 26 points from BP and 15 rebounds from Lee. Uh, then against the Kings, uh, the team the Magic beat just several days earlier in regular season action, uh, Orlando was once again terrific down the stretch. Uh, May, Reezy, and Profusion all made clutch buckets to secure the win, and Toxic made all four of his shots in the game, including three from downtown. In the finale, uh, Sacramento gained momentum early and defeated Orlando. Uh, Reezy had another great performance, scoring 27 uh, in all four games. He poured in over 20 points. Uh, the Kings, with a 3-1 record in pool play, advanced to the next round, and they also won their quarterfinal matchup against Grizz Gaming, so they will be in the semifinals. So, Jonah, uh, what was your take of your team's performance during pool play? Yeah, I, you know, Josh, obviously we're disappointed to, to not advance, um, though with all that being said, I think that we were, um, you know, happy with the way we performed and played. Obviously, um, dropping game two versus the Hawks was was the the real stinger there as, you know, we were in a position to control our own destiny going into that. And obviously, uh, you know, with, with that uh, loss, we, we kind of lost that ability there and, um, you know, obviously beat the Kings on on our host and, and lost to them on, on their host, which is... Um, pretty much what everyone's going to do. So, um, you know, I, I think we're, we were pretty happy there and, and uh, you know, maybe maybe some some silver linings to build on as we move forward here. I know we've talked about this on previous podcasts, but I wanted to get your take on it, Reezy. Uh, what are the key differences between this year's league build versus last year's? There seems to be a difference in style, a different kind of flow to the game, and I wanted to get your insight on some of the differences that you've noticed and experienced in this year's build. Yeah, this year's league build is just um, super momentum based. Uh, that's why you see a lot of teams running the press, running the uh, the three man press that they do, and just trying to put as much pressure on the the opposing point guard as possible. Um, if you can get one or two steals and and swing that momentum in your favor, it really works wonders for uh, for the rest of your team on offense, on defense, on rebounding. Um, really everything on the court. Uh, the game is, is so momentum-based that you, that you want to try to force those turnovers and, and swing it your way and kind of pick up the pace a little bit um, opposed to what you saw last year where a lot of teams tried to slow the game down, especially us. Um, even we've tried to pick the pace up a little bit, but uh, we still want to control the game and make it a half-court game against most teams. Now, May has been playing center for the last couple weeks. Uh, Jonah, Wanted to get your analysis. How do you feel Reezy and May's chemistry has been since May jumped into the five spot? It seems like they've been 
coexisting extremely well, especially out of the pick and roll. Have you seen it that way? What has been your main observations as far as that duo is concerned? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I would say that, um, you know, that they fit together really, really well. I think that, you know, any, any center, uh, pairs well with Reed. I think Reed just does a really good job of getting centers involved, um, as well as, you know, he, he does shoot a high volume of three points, three points attempted. And, and obviously that's going to be kind of a offensive rebounders dream there. And, and Robbie definitely fits that mold there for us too. So, um, you know, I, I overall too, I've just been thrilled with May's performance on both ends. Um, he's kind of become our defensive anchor as well as as a big part of our offense here, and obviously is an elite elite rebounder. And as you can tell, and have mentioned now three or four times this podcast, Josh, I think that you know Reed and Reed and Robbie have done such a great job of late late games um, controlling the clock and and maybe getting the, the offensive rebound, you know, to end to end the game. But you know, that's credit to Robbie, but it's also just as much credit to Reed because you know we're we're discussing that kind of play as a team, making sure that you know, where we can execute and get that rebound and stuff like that. So uh, they just fit together well. And I, I think, um, you know, are exact, exactly what we expected them to be coming into the season. And Reezy, how comfortable are you getting with May in that spot? It seemed like you and him throughout pool play had a good rhythm going. Yeah, we've uh, known each other for a long time, played together for a long time, um, even before we teamed up on the Magic. So we uh, we got a really good understanding of each other's game and uh, he knows where I like to get to on the floor, what certain spots I like to shoot from, and uh, <clears throat> we're uh, we're pretty good at communicating on those late shot clocks about when he has position and, and when I can get the shot up so he can get the rebound. Um, so we just have have good all around chemistry and understanding of each other's game, and uh, I think it's been working well for us recently. I know remote gameplay has been extended for the next few weeks, and it remains to be seen if the league. Will at any point this season be able to congregate in New York City's brand new studio? Uh, but how much different is it in the 2K League, Jonah, playing remotely versus playing in the studio? I know having to play on different servers can cause many different challenges, but do you think some of the teams benefit playing remotely versus the other way around where some teams would flourish being in the studio? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we talk about this kind of thing a lot because we, we firmly believe that the way we practice and prepare for games translate uh, to to the games. And I think a number of teams um, maybe don't practice the, the same way. And, and by that, I kind of mean that they, they practice stuff that might be gimmicky. They practice stuff that may be just way too fast-paced, uh, things that just won't work when you get to a game setting in New York City on the stage. The game feels slower. Um, there's obviously way more pressure on you. The lights are on you, things like that. So, um, the game speed is in general slower. So um, I, I would say that's a big reason you're seeing a lot of these teams be really, really aggressive on defense and force these turnovers and get out in transition is the comfortability of being at home is certainly an asset to those teams. And um, obviously you can't, can't discredit them. They're, they're playing excellent and um, deserve every win they've gotten so far, but it absolutely is a factor. And um, you know, I would love to see, hopefully we can get to that point, Josh, where at the end of the season, you know, at least the playoffs are still an in-person thing and, and we can kind of keep that environment, um, you know, uh, when it comes to the, the 2K League. Obviously, you guys have tons of team practice sessions throughout the week preparing for upcoming games and opponents. I was wondering, though, uh, Reezy, maybe you can provide some insight into this. Do do players do individual drills in addition to your 
team preparations as far as the X's and O's? Is there things that you do to work on your shooting, your ball handling, your defensive techniques, your rebounding, et cetera, et cetera, that aren't necessarily tied to, you know, what you do as far as a collective unit? Yeah. And, you know, in team practices, um, you know, in a, in a, in a scrimmage environment, when you're trying to replicate the game against another team, you, you might not get, you know, many open shots that day um, to practice your jump shot uh, in a team setting. So I know a lot of the players around the league, um, especially everybody on our team, we usually take, you know, an hour or two out of the day and, and load up with uh, somebody from another team and just try to get up as many jump shots as possible. It could be anywhere between 300 to 500 jump shots in a day. Um, and just try to make sure we get our timings down. So we'll, so when we do get those uh, few open jump shots in the game, that we knock them down and take advantage of them. And um, also I know a lot of the point guards around the league will just go in the practice court and uh, dribble for, for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, working on different uh, dribble combinations and things to get them open. Um, trying to learn new moves and perfect your craft every day. So, a lot of the players around the league will will take time out of their day to uh, develop their game individually as well. Can you see Jonah a scenario where in the off season of the two K league they start holding camps of sorts where either current or future two K league players can work on the fundamentals of the game, kind of like regular sports where if you go to a basketball camp they're going to teach you sort of the the basics of the game, go through different drills and scenarios. Do you think that the league oh, no. would benefit? from hosting those kinds of clinics and camps where players can improve their fundamental skills even before they get into more of a team-oriented setting. Yeah, I, I think that definitely can become something that, that we see here moving forward. I think I think the biggest obstacle there, Josh, is um, you know the, the fact that, that we don't have access to the 2K League League build year-round. Um, and so, obviously, the, the biggest thing there is if they add that to the to the retail copy of the game, I think you could definitely start to see stuff like this where, uh, you know, different organizations are kind of trying to put their, you know, put themselves out there and not only host these things, but also to scout and prepare for the season and things like that. So I could, I could see a number of reasons why that could be beneficial. And um, as soon as that is available, kind of as, you know, with the retail copy of the game, which um, fingers crossed, maybe we're maybe sooner than later than, uh, you know, I think that could definitely be something that, that we start to see teams do. The semifinals are set for Friday night in the tip off tournament. It will be jazz versus Kings and Raptors versus Gen G. Uh, Genji's point guard, Shifty Kai, he's been incredible. He had a game with 76 points in one of Genji's pool play games. Uh, both Genji and the Raptors, who are both part of Group 6, uh, they haven't lost a single game yet in the uh, tournament. Uh, among these four players, and maybe both of you guys can provide your, your thoughts, between Shifty Kai, Splashy, Bash, and Kenny Got Work, who do you think has had the best tournament so far? Um, it's hard, it's hard to take anything away from Kenny. Um, you know, he, he's, he's been phenomenal all season, although I think his, his team, um, in general, their teamwork is, is phenomenal. Uh, their team defense is, is crazy. Um, so I, I would say the most impressive, uh, individually has been Kai. Um, I, I just think what he does with, with the players around him is, is, is really special. And, um, I think he's the best player in the league. Um, if I'm being 100% honest, that's wow. my opinion on Kai. I think he does things on both ends of the floor that uh, they go unnoticed, especially on the defensive end as a point guard. It's really hard to defend the wing sometimes. 
and um, he is an elite wing defender, and he's mm. a uh, nightmare to go up against. So I'd give it to Kai. Wow, Jonah, do you feel the yeah, same I, way? Yeah, you know, I, I think that um, Reed and I share the opinion and perspective that, you know, I, I, would, I wouldn't I would say that I think Kai's the best in the league. Uh, he's certainly very, very close if he's not. Um, you know, but that's not to take any, anything away from Kenny, like like Reed said, too. I think that uh, Kenny was player of the month, obviously, last month, and and rightfully so. Um he, he's who who got my vote as well uh you know I, I think that he he's someone who who just obviously has has been around and maybe not as much hype around him because of that um but I think that he is definitely uh showing up this year and showing why kind of like you know he he's worked a lot I think that uh that can can't be understated like he he was a legend in retail this year he he plays the game as much if not more than any any 2k league pro in the offseason so that's a big part of the reason I think he's been so successful now you guys resume regular season action on Tuesday, June 23rd, and right out of the gate, you guys will be put to the test as your next opponent are the undefeated Raptors. Uh, and then just a few days after that, you got another elite opponent, the Warriors. So first, Jonah, you know, we've already kind of touched on the Raptors a little bit, specifically Kenny got work, but what makes Toronto so good this year? I mean, they've made a huge jump from where they were the last two seasons. And, you know, I think they've been one of the best storylines of the league so far, but uh, why are they so dominant right now? What makes them so potent and also stifling defensively? They seem to have the whole package. Yeah, so I think I think the biggest thing with Toronto is uh, just their their ability to to make you play their speed and, and their their style of play. Um, and every game so far, they they seem to to really create havoc up the court. Uh, they get a lot of threes, especially in transition. Um, they're really good at finding Reese in, in those moments as well, and that's where he kind of gets going. And um, Kenny has a really quick trigger, so he's going to get him up even in the half court as well. And uh, but I think I think the the best player on that team, the biggest reason they're so successful is is probably from sick their center. Uh, um, he really like kind of buys into the point center mold and and really facilitates as much as Kenny for that team and that's a big reason they're so successful and uh, but with that said I I think they are more beatable than people let on um, I think that that's a team that you know obviously you know we're going to be prepared for um, uh, but you know we're we're not going to that game super super nervous about their crazy defense or anything I think that we may actually feel similarly to them as as we did Sacramento when we were uh, you know uh, preparing for them. Yeah, in one pool play game against the Lakers, Kenny had uh, 58 points. And then against Blazer 5, he pretty much outplayed Mama on that man. He had 18 assists to go along with uh, 35 points in one of those games against Portland. So he's obviously been very impressive. Uh, Reezy, do you, do you know Kenny well? Uh, have you played against him many times in, in Pro-Am or other tournaments outside of the 2K League? Yeah, I've been playing uh, against Kenny for for a few years now, so I'd say I know him pretty well. What challenges do you think he'll present in your matchup uh, this upcoming Tuesday, and what are the keys for you to sort of get the edge against him? Um, the biggest thing is is for us to just take care of the ball and not let him get going in transition. Um, if you let him him get a get in rhythm in transition and get a couple easy fast break points, he really uh, will turn it up in the half court as well. Um, so, so pretty much the only time I've seen him uncomfortable at all this season is, is when they're not forcing turnovers on defense and he's kind of having to, to work out in the pick and roll and, um, in, in more of a slow paced game. So that's what we're going to try to do. Similar game plan, uh, as we had against the Kings. Um, but it's definitely going to be a little bit more difficult to execute against the Raptors. Talk about your comfort as the season has evolved. I mean, you were extremely good 
and seemingly comfortable during the tip-off uh, pool play and you know scoring over 20 points each game and your efficiency was really strong. So talk about you know how you're evolving and how you're adjusting to the new league build and how you're able to gel with your teammates. Yeah, at the at the start, um, my main problem was was just struggling to hit open shots. Um, especially in that Knicks series recently, I felt like I was getting to my spots and pretty much doing whatever I wanted to them, and uh, the open shots just weren't falling. So that's what I that's what I worked on re- recently, leading into the tip off. Um, just trying to make sure I, I take advantage of every open opportunity that I get because um, you don't know how many there's going to be throughout the game. So you got to take advantage of every single one. And um, so I've really been focused on my jump shot and trying to improve that as well as uh, limiting my turnovers and um, trying to control the pace of the game a little bit better because um, I, I was, I was starting to kind of play to the other team's pace instead of uh, our own. So I've tried to work on that recently and I felt like I did that pretty well in the tip off. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate the uh, insight and analysis from both you guys. Always a, a pleasure to have you on board. Uh, that's about all the time we have for this edition of the podcast, but continue to stay tuned for upcoming podcasts along with other coverage that you can find on the social media channels of Magic Gaming or the Magic Gaming's website. Uh, continue to follow the team on Twitch as well. There's plenty of great content available for all of you. And again, uh, the Magic's next series will be against Raptors Uprising GC on Tuesday, June 23rd. The action is scheduled to tip off at 9 p.m. And then on Friday, June 26th at 6 p.m., the Magic will go head-to-head with the Warriors. Thanks again. We'll catch you soon.